I'm on Galash, and that's Lawson Walters. I'm Lawson Walters. Walters. <laughs> <laughs> You're back on The Breakfast Show uh, with Mon and Lawson. <laughs> uh, by the way, oh. very entertained to tell you, delighted to tell you that um, producer Shell was putting up Insta stories of mm-hmm. her and Lyle driving through the outback in the desert. Yeehaw. The desert. And, uh, and the, the little videos outside the car window. And uh, I can hear them listening to us on the radio in the background. Oh, oh cute. Oh, you're warm and fuzzy. There you go. <laughs> uh, good to know they're listening. And by listening, I mean they're watching to make sure we don't stuff up. <laughs> Keep an Keeping tabs on yeah, us. Yeah, that's right. Uh, too bad. We're going to stuff up anyway. Well, do, you ha- do we have another clue for the quiz? Yeah, for sure we do. Do you want it? Yes. I mean, why do you need it? You already know the answer. Yeah, well, You're clever. Just, You're catching up to lie, you are, Lawson. Yeah, young I'm, Lawson. I'm, I'm, I'm reading my Bible. You're a young gun. You're catching <laughs> up to the old dogs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let me give you another clue for our quiz. Yep. Oh, so painful this morning giving these clues with my unbrushed hair. It's so hard, man. It's so hard. <laughs> trying to find... A- I don't think people appreciate how hard it is to get an angle when you haven't done your hair on your camera. Okay. Here we go. All right. Hang on. Stop laughing at me. Stop laughing at me, like, with my camera. <clears throat> Moving my camera. Okay. Ready? 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 So, this is what creature am I? We've already had the first three clues. No. How many clues have we had for this? Two or three? A, a couple. Have we had... Um, the one about Amos? Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So the fourth clue is this. David killed this creature and the lion with his bare hands. There's oh, kind man. of a clue than a clue there. Well, yeah. What? David killed this creature and the lion with his bare hands. It must must be a pretty weak kind of creature. No, no. It was definitely not a weak creature. Daniel was David was just incredibly strong. He was just an He was imbued with the power of God. Let's put it that way. Praise the Lord. Because I don't know anyone else who's ever done this before. Mm. Or again. Yeah, he's strong. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Well. Give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. Is this number? Is the show number? (laughs) 1-800-324-843. Tell us what the answer is. We'll send you a copy of Take Charge of Your Health, Ailing Luddington, and Hand Steel, the two doctors that have written that really great book. Um, Taking charge of your health, indeed. 100%. Yeah, but let's head into our 20 million movement, mm-hmm. our encounter with God Bible study this morning. Please don't tell me, Lawson, that once again, because you and I are on radio, it's going to be about marriage or parenting or something, isn't it? Well, it kind of is. No, it surely not. But it kind of isn't as well. It's like, it's just, it's, I actually, I, I, I read it and I was like, wow, that's actually really cool. That's really cool. I've got some good good okay, thoughts, you know, okay. good flows going on here. We're essentially going to be talking about um, a little bit about family life. Okay. And and the the power of essentially your actions. Um, look, I think that especially when it comes to a family, our kids very much imitate um, what we do, like, can I say our kids as a, as, a, as I guess a future kind of term? Because, um, in terms of my kids, they don't exist yet. But, but children, I know, as growing up as a child, they they look to you as parents, especially in the in the you know younger age groups. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what age that transition is from where it goes from like. Your parents are your biggest influence to your peers. I don't know if it's like... Probably a, the teenage years. Yeah, like yeah, 11, yeah. 12, yeah, 13, exactly. something like yep, that. Yep. Um, but definitely there is this whole understanding of like this whole sort of paradigm of imitation, essentially. That mm-hmm. There's this step. Um, like there's, there's, this, uh, there's, there's this sort of flow of events and, and it's as a parent or as an influence in someone, you... Um, you know, you'll influence their actions. They'll want to imitate you. And I'm talking about this um, because if if the younger generations are going to imitate us, okay, then what kind of example should we be leading? We're going to be looking at a psalm and we're going to be sort of going through and expounding and, and understanding a little bit more and more. But first, I just want to look at a text in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16. The Bible says, Uh, This is Paul speaking, and he says, Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. Mm. That's quite interesting to say for Paul, because it's like, it's just just Paul, you know? Like, Paul's just a dude. Like, he wrote half the New Testament, but he's just a 
He's just a guy, you know. But he says something interesting here. He says, imitate me. And, and it's, I think it would be very easy to get tripped up on that and say, like, oh, is Paul saying that we should follow him instead of Christ? It's very interesting, too, in the same book, if you go back a couple of chapters in First Corinthians, where Paul is like, no, we shouldn't, you shouldn't be a follower of me, or you shouldn't be a follower of Apollos, or, you know, or Cephas. We should be, all should be followers of Christ. You know, is Christ divided? No, we should be following Christ. But then he says, imitate me. So what kind of light is he is he saying this is uh, that that's the kind of question that I come to um and I I think I have some different answers and some different things but I want to say something kind of funny um uh, Gary Blanchard who is the youth director uh, for the entire the entire world he's the youth global youth director for the Seventh Day Adventist Church for the Seventh Day Adventist yeah. Church yeah. Mm-hmm. he's a he's a gun bloke and I know that because he came to our church and, and preached for our grand opening at, at Raymond Terrace Mission um, he said something so funny he was like I'm going to say something really spiritual and you're going to think that it's like really spiritual but it's actually not and he said this don't look to me don't, don't look at me look at Christ and, and he said, he was like, you think that's really great and spiritual, but you know that it's not because I baited you into, into something. You know that I'm baiting you. But when you hear that, like, don't look at me, you know, look at Jesus. Mm. It, you know, that does sound like really spiritual. It does sound really great. Like, oh, yeah, you know, we should be looking, you know, don't look at me, look at Jesus. But then he made this point, this really powerful point. And he's like, if you're going to a secular person in the world, and if you don't have Jesus in you, and if you're not doing the things that Jesus did, if you're not acting like Jesus then where are they going to see Jesus? Yeah. They're only going to see Jesus in you yeah. because they're not looking anywhere else for Jesus. I'm so glad you brought this up because it's not our natural inclination to look directly to Jesus. It's not the natural inclination of any secular person or non-believer to look at Jesus. Like, you're the first thing they're going to see. Mm. They're going to look at you. Whether or not you like it. Yeah. And I do think, you know, before when you mentioned about parenting, you know, I think this is actually what it means to be, um, to, to have responsibility mm-hmm. as a parent. I think people think, Parents think, oh, responsibility as a parent means, you know, getting food on the table and keeping your kids warm and keeping them, you know, safe inside the house and so forth. I think that the true responsibility uh, of a parent is the fact that they're looking at you, they're watching mm. you, you're the example, yeah. and, you know, and what you do has a deep effect. And actually, Lawson, one of the lessons, you know how sometimes <laughs> the Lord has to teach you this yep. one lesson in your life over and mm-hmm. over and over again? Yeah. The one lesson that the Lord has had to teach me multiple times in my life is one about the power of my influence mm. um, because I, I, I still don't think I completely grasp how far-reaching um, the influence of one person can be. Yeah. And, um, you know, even just – I remember, like, being a, uh, a counsellor at summer camp and working with the kids and stuff, and yeah. I dyed my hair. And, um, and I remember a few weeks later coming across one of the kids – not from my group, but from a different group, and she'd done the exact same hairstyle. And I remember, and she was like, "Yeah, I did it because I saw it on you." And I was just really astounded because I'd never even spoken to this person before, mm. and realizing that what I'd done had affected someone else was really like it's kind of a shock to me. And I think this is something that um, that's I don't I don't want to get too secular here, but I know this is something that celebrities kind of struggle with because mm. celebrities are in the public eye so much. And they chafe under the whole like you need to be acting good because everyone is watching you and you are inf- you know you are influential. When they want to be like, no, don't look at us. You know, look at your parents, look at your teachers. Don't look at mm. us. It's not my responsibility to teach you what to do. Um, but yet you can't get away from it. If you're, you can't. If you if you're in the public eye in the public arena in any capacity, you automatically have that automatically coming with that role. You have responsibility. Um, because you automatically have influence and you need to just grow up and be responsible with that power of influence that you now have and use it for good as much as you can. Yeah, 100%. I think that, that Paul actually already knew this. This is the thing is that he was addressing an, an issue in the last couple of chapters is that some people were such huge fans of Paul um, that he was having, you know, he was having to tell them no, like, Stop saying you're a follower of me. Say that you're a follower of Christ. But then he recognizes the power of his influence. He recognizes the power of his influence and he says, okay, therefore, like, imitate me. Do what I do. Not, you know, theologically, not like, not from a perspective that, oh, I am Paul, you know, I am God, but from the perspective that, hey, I'm, I'm a follower of God. You want to know what to do. 
um, look towards me. And we're going to get more into this um, and, and understand this better right after, right after this. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. By the way, Lawson, uh-huh. just before we get jump back oh, into yeah. that thought, we've had answered the quiz. Oh, yes. Oh, I want I want to give the last clue because the last clue is really funny. Okay, give uh, the last what clue. creature am I? When Elisha cursed some youths who were mocking him, two of these creatures came out of the woods and mauled forty-two of them. <laughs> Isn't that just hectic? <laughs> so hectic. I curse you. Boom. These creatures come out and maul. Uh, but we have an answer. We have actually two answers, one right after the other. Uh, so Caleb uh, on Instagram uh, messaged through C-Dog, double G. And, uh, and yes, the correct answer is bear. It's a bear. Uh-huh. And then uh, directly after that, we got a message all the way from South Africa, Cape Town represent from Joanne. And she said, David killed the lion and the bear. Um, but yeah, Joanne, you are also correct. But Sea Dog on Instagram was a little bit faster this yeah. morning. And uh, Caleb, you have won the Take Charge of Your Health book. And uh, we'll be sending that through to you shortly. Mm. So good on you guys while you're guessing. And uh, in the next segment, I'm going to just go straight into the new quiz. So, yeah, stay tuned. New quiz starting soon. 100%. 100%. But, yeah, well, back to the power of influence. Back to the power of influence. I wanted to look today. Oh, I just want to tell sort of quick stories. So I was, I was talking with one of my friends the other day, and they were talking about how amazing the Psalms are. And I was saying, oh, man, the Psalms are so incredible. I you know, the Psalms. I've been reading them before I go to bed, and, and they're just book. so amazing. And I realized, like, man, I've never read the entire way through the Psalms. Okay. I've used particular Psalms to give Bible studies. You know, I've read, you know, Psalms here and there mm-hmm. when, it, you know, when it's come up. But I've never just started at the start of the Psalms and read to the end of the Psalms. And I was like, man, I'm missing out on so much wisdom. I'm missing out on so much um Awesome stuff. I'm I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a muso as well. A bit of a bit of a sanger, and I'm like, oh man, I, I could I could get some inspiration from this too. Like, because these are literally songs. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Why don't I just go and read the Psalms? So I've made that my mission, and I've started every night um, before I go to sleep. So I do my devotions in the morning. At the moment, I'm reading through the Book of Acts, and. Then, before I go to bed, I've been reading through two psalms a night and, and, and reading them. And I like to, you know, read and reread and really try and grasp and understand what this psalm is getting at. And today, I wanted to look at psalm number one. Because psalm number one... It's really nice. ...is amazing. Mm. And, and it actually gets into this topic. So, let's open up to psalm number one. I think, Monica, I'm just going to get you to read... Just from the start to the finish. There's only six verses. Yeah, it's funny you should mention like that you're reading Psalms at night because that's what I'm doing at the moment as well. Oh, cute. So it just sets you up for a sweet sleep too. Yeah. Okay, Psalm number so one. Happy. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. But not the wicked. They are like worthless chaff scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly. For the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a gnarly psalm. I think it's and it's so. Oh, this is amazing. It's so it's very theologically dense, it's very foundational. Um there's a lot of things that we can get from it's a lot it. Of good advice. But I just want to start from number one. In my verse here, it's just like uh, in, in my translation, the New King James, it's just very direct. It's just like Blessed is the man. So it goes on to talk about this this man that's blessed, okay, and mm-hmm. what he does. And it opens up with, you know, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Yeah. It's Ah, it's so interesting to me. Like, how many people want to give us advice? Yes. In life? Yes. You know, all the different people. You know, like, when you're on Facebook and there's ads of, like, oh, you know, self help. Oh, you should, you should, like, as a young person, I get targeted ads, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and one of the big things that comes up for me is job interview training. Oh, yeah. So, so people who, who run businesses training people on how to win jobs in their interviews, you know, and how to do good job interviews. And, 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 and everyone wants to give you advice. You know, I, 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 uh, I talked before about vaccines and about how, um, 
you know, this girl that I know is going to get vaccines and she told, you know, a couple of people in our church, you know, I'm going to get my vaccines. And there are a lot of different people who piped up with a lot of different advice about what she should do, what she shouldn't do. Everyone wants to give you advice. Everyone wants to give you advice. Everyone wants to tell you to do. Everyone wants to give you counsel. And it says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Essentially, it's saying a man is blessed. Like, you know, a man is, is blessed. You know, when we think about blessed, I think, I think about a man who, you know, blessings come from God. Um, you know, sometimes we don't deserve them. In fact, all the time we don't deserve blessings. But, you know, a lot of the time, it's just kind of like blessings are like, you know, a blessed man is someone who is who is asking for blessings, who is living a life that is conducive to receiving blessings. You know, that's that's often yeah. often what happens, you know. Absolutely. That you live a life, you say, okay, I want to choose God. I want to do what God wants me to do in my life. And, and he blesses that, you know. I think we, like, I can 100% attest to how I've received blessings when I'm not following God. But this is this is talking about someone who is following God. It says, "Blessed is the man who stands not in, you know, who who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly." If you want to be blessed, you know, don't go to the world for advice. Just don't. Just like if you want to know how to live your life, and we're we're going to be seeing here. We're talking in particular about moral standards because we're talking about you know raising our kids and how they imitate us and and all these t- particular things. If we you know, want them to imitate us and we want ourselves to be a good influence, don't let ourselves be defined by the counsel of the ungodly and what people, you know, in the world say. No, don't do that. And it draws a contrast here in the next verse. It says, but delight in the law of the Lord and meditate in it day and night. It's just like, okay, so, so do not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. So it's like, okay, what should I do instead of that? Where should I go? Do I, do I go to somewhere else? Do I go, like, where do I go then? And it's like, delight in the law of the Lord. Is whoever is writing the psalm here, I want to ask the question, are they being like a huge legalist? And they're like, oh, you need to, you know, keep the law of God. And that's like, well, like they're kind of saying with that, but that doesn't make them a legalist. This is interesting. Think about this. Think about this. Okay. So, when it says delight in the law of the Lord, what is the law of the Lord? Like, what are, what are some laws of the Lord? Well, I mean, obviously, the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments. Yeah. Basics, yeah, yeah. You know, we can talk about, you know, some health laws, talk about, you know, tithe laws and, 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 and all these different kind of things, right? So, people sort of claim, you know, oh, if you, if you keep the law of God, you'll, you'll be blessed. I, like, I 100% believe that's true. But a lot of people think of that in sort of a spiritual sense. Like, if you keep the law of God, you know, lots of money will end up in your bank account and you always get the best park at the shopping center and people will be <laughs> yeah. really nice to you. But think about this, think about this, think about this. Uh-huh. It, when you keep the law of God, you are inherently blessed because keeping the law of God is a blessing. Because think about this, how much better is your life when you don't steal from people mm. and when you don't lie to people mm-hmm. and when you don't kill people and murder people and even though that's the same thing and when cheat on people, cheat on people yeah. you know, and be covered. <laughs> Your life is like so less a soap opera when you don't do those things. It's so You much stay out of prison, better. you don't get fined. Like it's, it's a blessing in and of itself. You are just inherently blessed. Yeah. And that's why the Bible, just like Jesus, the Psalms, everyone, they're just like, like Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Why does he say that? Well, we like one, he says that, oh, because, you know, it's an act of faith and we're in this covenant relationship as, you know, I'm your God and you're my people. But it's also just that you'll be blessed. Mm. You'll have so much, like such a better life if you just keep the law of God. And check this out. Then we get into verse three and I love verse three so much. It's like, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in its season, whose leaves also shall not wither, and whatever he does um, shall prosper. There is a direct link here between obedience to the law and the fruit of the Spirit, or the fruit of God. It says, if you, like, it's basically saying, like, if you meditate on the law, you'll become like a tree beside a river of water that bears fruit. Of course, we, we have this understanding of like the fruits of the Spirit, right? And they're the, the, the different character traits that God manifests in us when we follow Him as, you know, love, 
patience, kindness, peace, you know, self-control, all these kinds of things, the, the amazing fruits of the Spirit. And, and, and we, we have to come up to a, to a song here. But afterwards, I just want to really just get into this whole metaphor of being like a tree and bringing forth fruit. Because this is, this is like blowing my mind right now. I just love the psalm so much. But right now, this is Carly Fletcher with Follow the Lamb, which is something that, uh, that we should do. And we're going to talk yep. about it when we come back. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia, 87.6, 87.8, That was Carly Fletcher with Follow the Lamb. And I just want to let everyone know that Carly, well, Carly now, Fletcher Kachansky, Carly mm-hmm. Kachansky and her husband, Paul Kachansky, are actually going to be running our juice bar and op shop at Raymond Terrace Ooh. Mission Church. So if you want to be blessed by cheap clothes, awesome healthy food, and amazing singing, Come on out to Raymond Terrace Mission. You'll be blessed. But uh, we have another clue. We have, an, I have a, new, a brand quiz. new quiz. We have another son. quiz. Brand new quiz. We ain't messing around. I'm kidding. Okay, congratulations to Caleb, who on Instagram answered the last quiz. The correct answer, of course, was bear. Uh, we're going to start a brand new quiz straight away. What number am I? Clue number one. 
The chapter in Daniel that records Nebuchadnezzar's dream about a statue and Daniel's interpretation of that dream. Lawson literally answered it before I'd even finished saying I know what's up. You know what's up, I know up, what's son. up. You are so all over this thing. Give me a call if you know what number that is. I'm going to give you a prize. The prize is going to be a copy of Patriarchs and Prophets. Fabulous book by E.G. White. Mm. One of the best books I've ever written. Written? written? Sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> author Mon up in here. No, no, no. One of the best books I've ever read. Woo! Don't everyone... No, no, no. Just erase that from your memories. I did not write Patriarchs and Puffers. Don't tell anyone I said that. I didn't say that at all. It almost seems a little bit sacrilegious to claim that. <laughs> okay. Patriarchs and Prophets. You want a copy of that amazing book that I did not write? Then Bam. tell me the answer to that to that number quiz and we will send it to you for free. Mm. For fruit. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's jump back into our, yeah. our, our Bible study because I'm loving this. You're loving it? Loving it. All yes. right. Well, let's continue. So, so so far we've read through, we're reading through Psalm chapter one. You know, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. We've been talking about influence yes. and how like we need to be an influence to our children that we might have in the future uh-huh. um, because, you know, they, they will imitate us. They will see us and they will... They'll follow our influence. They sure will. So this is some advice that the Bible is giving to those who are, like, we're getting into the influence part now. But it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seats of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, um, and his law he meditates day and night. And we talked about how, hey, don't let your life be defined you know, don't let your information and don't, you know, let your advice come from people who aren't following God. Go to God. Go to his law because it will change your life. It will bless your life. You will be inherently blessed by keeping the law because keeping the law just is amazing and it, mean, it makes you an amazing person. But then I started talking about how, you know, in verse 3 it says, You shall be like a p- tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season. And it's like you, um, th- there's this direct relationship here between keeping the law of God, obedience to God's law, and manifesting the fruits of God, the fruits of the Spirit, um, which is, you know, the amazing character traits which God gives us, you know, when we become filled with the Holy Spirit and we follow Him. Okay, and then it says, like, but it says here, like, shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. There's some pretty amazing trees out there. It's true. Have you, have you ever, like, if, you, if you're from Newcastle, you know what I'm talking about when you go to Hamilton. And you see huge, massive trees out there, and they've got all these crazy roots, and you can climb around on them, and they're just so beautiful and and huge. Morton Bay figs? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's it. But I actually, the most amazing trees I've ever seen, when I went to, I, I, t- I talked a little bit about this earlier, when I, when I went to America. I was in America. I'm not sure which state this was in, but I went to a an old sugarcane plantation, and there was this, you know, beautiful house. You know, there was a huge plantation of sugarcane. Uh, there was a beautiful house there with marble floors that had been around forever. Um, but then there was, you know, on the drive into this house, on the, you know, the driveway in there was this dead straight dirt road, this dead straight gravel road that was surrounded either side by these beautiful weeping willows. Oh, yeah. I knew you were going to say weeping willows. And you look at them and it's like, man, they are just so, so picturesque. Picturesque. They're yeah. so beautiful. Like, you just want to, like, you're just like, man, I want these trees in my life. And you just immediately notice them. As soon as you see them, you're just like, man, these trees are beautiful. The Bible is making this point here. It's like, You'll become like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruits in its season. You know the only thing that would make a weeping willow even better? Mm -hmm. If it brang forth fruit. Oh, yes. If it had like, you know, what's your favorite fruit, Mon? Watermelon. Also my favorite food of all time. No, not going to agree with you. My favorite fruit's apples. I love apples. Green apples are like where it's at, fam. And they grow on trees. If these weeping, beautiful weeping willows grew, you know, had amazing green apples coming off them, like Granny Smiths, I would just be like literally, I think that's like heaven right there. You know, the Bible says when we delight in the law of God, we will become like a tree that that, that, that brings forth fruit. Ultimately, it's saying people will see us. People will see us as a big, beautiful tree that brings forth fruit and they will be 
attracted to that. They will say, man, there's something different about this person. It says, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. They'll see that, you know, honestly, like, when you are following God, whatever you do, like, you know, if you're if you're putting Jesus first, you will be successful. And I'm not even I'm not even talking about in a money sense. You look at the apostles in in Acts. You know, they put God first and they gave everything they had. But you look at the influence they eventually had. Like Paul writing half the New Testament, his books have changed people's lives. Like Peter, like the apostles of Jesus, like the work that they did, like has changed people's lives. And that's because. They decided to follow Jesus with everything that they had, and they've just prospered, you know? And the Bible is essentially promising that to us. It's like obedience to God's law manifests the fruits of the Spirit in us. It makes us like a beautiful tree that people see, and they're like, man, this guy's where it's at. It's also a commentary here on our sort of steadfastness. You know, we live in such an unstable world. We're like, everything is just going crazy all the time. And, and it's, it's really gnarly and really crazy. And, and it says here in verse 4, it says, The ungodly are not so, but they are like chaff, which the wind drives away. Do you know what chaff is? It's like the the leftover sort of husks from, from harvesting wheat, From right? harvesting wheat, yeah. yeah there's yeah, just yeah. like the, the stalks and everything, and it's light, and it just blows away. Like, it, no one wants chaff. No one likes chaff. There is no use for chaff. It just goes in the bin, okay, or it just blows away because it's really, really light when, once you take the grain out. Whereas it's saying, like, like you'll become like a tree. Like, it draws this, this, this contrast here. It's like, you can either be like chaff, which blows away, which no one cares about, and that's because you're walking in the council of the ungodly. That's because you yourself are ungodly. You have nothing good to say. You're not helping anyone. You're not doing anything. Or you can be like, God makes you this tree that brings forth fruit. It's also a thing of sustaining, right? Fruit is a food that yeah, sustains people. Yeah. It nourishing. You, you know, when you become a Christian, when you, when God mani- like manifests the fruits of the Spirit in your life and you start to genuinely love people and care about you, you then start to sustain people and, it helps and other people help grow. people. And, and it's, just, it's just amazing. And it's like, that's who you become. That's who you become when you're earnestly following jesus and people see it and people know it i want to just close with this i've been reading through the books of acts and you read in acts chapter four um in acts chapter three the apostles have just done an amazing miracle james and john have uh, sorry peter and john have just healed um this lame man and everyone's just like freaking out because they're like this is incredible they're really even the jews everyone they're like this is like a work from god and when they see Peter and John, and they say, man, these people are untrained. They're, they're un- they don't know anything, but they're so bold in what they say. They're so bold in what they say. We know that they've been with Jesus. We know that, that you know they come from God. We know that they're filled with the Holy Spirit. People will know. If you're following the counsel of God, people will know. This is Alan Jackson with Love Lifted Me. We'll be right back after this. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, buried deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despair and cry, from the waters lifted me, now safe am I. Love lifted me. Love lifted me When nothing else could help Love lifted me Love lifted me Love lifted me When nothing else could help Love lifted me All my heart to Him I give Ever to Him I'll cling In His blessed presence live Ever His praises sing Love so mighty and so true Merits my soul's best songs Faithful loving service to To Him belongs Love lifted me Love lifted me When Nothing else could help Love lifted me Love lifted me Love 
lifted me when nothing else could help love lifted me love lifted me love lifted me when nothing else could help love lifted me love lifted me love lifted me when nothing else could help love lifted me Are you looking for free, wholesome fun for the kids these school holidays? Maitland Church is having its winter break frog fun day again for six to nine-year-olds. What do you mean frog, Lyle? Is this a fun day for amphibians? No. Frog stands for fully relying on God. And this holiday's theme is dare to be different. Activities include songs, Bible stories, crafts and snacks. This is a one-day-only special event on Wednesday, the 10th of July, starting at 9am. To register your kids, call 0411 The address is 72 Brunswick Street, East Maitland. Kids, you are welcome to bring all your friends, but book now as spaces are limited. That number again, 04. 04- one one triple two seven six zero. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But now there's a new approach to help us be more forgiving. A program called Forgive to Live. It's designed to help us all improve our lives. You'll discover the healing power of forgiveness. A relationship breakdown, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. Through Forgive to Live, you can break this cycle and start living a more forgiving life. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. I see 
one else dies I wanna serve you even if I'm all alone Though others forsake you, I wanna give you my faith and trust Faithfully follow everywhere you go Sun in the morning, my star in the night. You're my manna from heaven, you're my fountain of life. You are my oil, you're my healing, my constant delight. You're my shepherd protecting me. You are, you are my sun in the morning, my star in the night. You're my manna from heaven. Beautiful song there, Vocal Union with I Wanna Love You. You're back on The Breakfast Show with Lawson instead mm-hmm. of Lyle and Mon. And uh, we're coming up to the second clue of our brand new quiz. Very interesting one is a what number am I quiz. Um, the second clue is this. The number of guards who plan to assassinate King Xerxes. Mm. Oh, huh. Yeah, I should have started with that one. The first mm. one was way too easy. The way, yeah. Anyway. It's time for our Q of the Day, uh-huh. question of the day time. Yep. Uh, Lilla Lawson, our question today is this. What does it mean when the Bible says that the kingdom shall be preached and then shall the Son of Man come? Oh, man. Oh, I feel like a bit of a Billy Slater right now in the, in the hot seat here. Um, let, me, let me think about this. Okay, what does it mean? What does it mean when, when the Bible says... That the kingdom will be preached and then the end will come. Yeah, that's an awesome question. Yeah, let's let's think about this. So, when when Jesus is referring to the end, he's yeah. talking about the second coming. In fact, that's a direct quote um, from Matthew chapter twenty four and verse fourteen. And the context has been Jesus has been giving a bunch of signs up until this point. Um, you know, wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes, all these things. And then in verse fourteen, he says. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations. Then the end will come, the, the second coming. Um, a lot of people, you know, put more or less emphasis on this. I know this is, is a huge thing in Jehovah's Witness theology. But, it, you know, it's, it's essentially what Jesus is saying is there's a bunch of signs, okay, that need to be fulfilled before Jesus comes. Um, and there's a bunch of signs like that the Bible goes through. For example, in in, in uh, the book of, I believe it's Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. I just had to get my brain there. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Um, in, it's actually really funny. In 1 Thessalonians, Paul is telling the Thessalonians, like, Jesus is coming soon. Um, and obviously they had some kind of response to that where they were getting real hectic and over the top about it because in second thessalonians he says oh actually guys like jesus jesus you know isn't coming that soon there's a bunch of stuff that needs to happen first he says you know the falling away needs to happen the son of perdition needs to be revealed this is a, a prophecy of course about the antichrist um and that's a reference to you know there's there's the the whole like there's a lots of different time prophecies in the bible the the 1290 uh Sorry, the 1260 days, or the 1260 year prophecy, the 2300 year prophecy, the 2300 day year prophecy. The, you know, there's all these different prophecies, all these different signs that need to come to pass. Okay, all these different things that need to happen before Jesus comes. And for the majority of those signs, they've either been fulfilled or they're being fulfilled. And you know, I says, you know, I'm very patriotic Seventh Day Adventist, and I love that name because it means something. Adventist means a people who are awaiting the soon return of Jesus Christ. Um, we've seen that all these time prophecies. In fact, every time prophecy of the Bible's been fulfilled. Um, and we're sort of in this place now where we're seeing the signs that Jesus gives of the second coming. They're being fulfilled right before our eyes. You know, earthquakes and wars. and Just being ticked off that list. 100% when you, when you, when you have, you know, read through and have a correct understanding of Revelation um, 
chapter 12 and 13 and, and 14 and the whole understanding of the mark of the beast. We're seeing that being fulfilled before our very eyes. But then Jesus says, he, he says in verse 14, he's like, there's all these signs. And he says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached. Let me say this. Can I control earthquakes? No. No, I can't. Can I control, you know, famine no. or tsunamis no. or, you know, global population or no. or the rate in which technology increases. These are all different signs. You know, can I control when the mark of the beast comes in? Can I control, mm. you know, the anti... No, I can't. But there is one thing I can control, and that's the gospel being preached. Why? Because that's our calling. You know, Jesus in the Great Commission, Matthew chapter uh, 28, verses 20, you know, 19 and 20, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And, lo, I'm always with you, even to the end of the age. Amen. Um, Jesus is saying, like, guys, you have a job in this too. You have a part to play. And this is really cool because us as followers of Jesus can literally hasten the second coming. How? By letting people know, like spreading the gospel of the kingdom. What is the gospel of the kingdom? Man, Jesus is coming back soon and he's died for you and he loves you. That is it. That's what we should be doing. This is Marlita Fong with Give Me Jesus. If you have a question, give us a call 1-800-FAITH-FM. We'd love to answer your questions.
That was Martin Defong with Give Me Jesus. Beautiful number. If you would like a free book right now, you get to get on that phone so mm. quick. Woo! Mm. Get on the darling mm. fingers. 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number to call right now. First person through will get a free copy of Four Winds of Revelation by Kenneth Cock. Truly amazing book. If you're intrigued by what Lawson was talking about uh, with the kingdom coming, um, with preaching uh, about the kingdom coming, if that picked a bit of interest for you. This is the book for you. Uh, this is written by evangelist Kenneth Cox. He's Cox. He's just one of the most uh, prolific and uh, and incredible speakers. He travels extensively with his evangelistic team and produces television programming through ABN and other tele- uh, television stations. Um, travels all over the world preaching the message. The message that Lawson was saying that we need to be preaching to, mm. and uh, talks. All about the the hard truths in the, in the in the four winds of Revelation in the Book of Revelation. Give us a call now one eight hundred three two four eight four three one eight hundred Faith FM is the number to call if you'd like a free copy of this book. Also, even though Lyle's not here, we are still making available the Bible study series that he's written. Oh yeah, yeah, it's called a Prophetic Code. Um, I've used it, you've used it. It's incredible Bible study series. Uh, you can use it for yourself. You can use it to share the Bible with someone else. You know, we do need to be preaching the gospel to other people. Mm. It's a great way to share the, the gospel to other people. Hundred percent. Yes, to use your study guide, share it with your friends, your family, strangers you meet. Um, it's it's really great. You can get it for free here. Just give us a call. Um, you can either do it on a digital platform. You can do it, um, you know, online, or you can do it in person with someone, or in a group setting, or the old fashioned paper format. It's my uh, second yeah. favorite Bible study guides. What's your first? Oh, uh, the ones that I wrote. Oh, you wrote some Bible yeah. studies? Yeah. Oh, lost. Are they available for people? Oh, no. They're on my phone in you my notes. You produce them and make them available. So, Ask Lyle how he did it, and then you should follow suit. Yeah. No, and we'll I don't want to compete. I don't want to start like a branding competition. Anyway, have a wonderful day. We'll be back tomorrow morning after 7 o'clock news.